0: all right hey guys and welcome back to the podcast i haven't done one of these in a long long time georgie no. boys here when was the last time i
1: think i was on prep one i yeah i remember actually really? I, I watched that back about a couple of weeks ago i don't know why i just came up and i was like oh i just look deal now i look a little bit more better <laughs> a little bit more better that's your favorite way <laughs> yeah a little bit more better yeah
0: a little bit better it doesn't
1: actually better. make sense no it <laughs>
0: doesn't i just say it Fuck it. so um so, yeah, we thought we'd hop back on here. We we missed these. Me and George have had a busy phase in our lives, sort of both with him coming out of his post-show period and obviously a busy season for myself coaching So we've not really had the time to hook it up, to be honest, which is annoying, it's frustrating, and it's upsetting. And I assume some of the viewers have, have fallen into a bit of an upset period with regards to my content <laughs> but George has still been telling it out in terms of his YouTube. So I'm sure you've been date with that, <laughs> but we, um, we've basically got to keep you keep you in sync now. Cause there's lots of exciting things happening next year. Of course, George is taking a good year off and he'll be sort of swapping seats with myself and I'll be dieting yep. down. So hopefully we can use this as a bit of an outlet to discuss some of my rambles as I get lean and, also, just have a little bit of a fucking laugh because it helps. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Dieting down just to have, you know, an hour or so a week when you just, you know, talk a little bit of shit and brings you out of the, mm. the slump and the consistency of the prep. Yeah, definitely.
1: We'll have to do this for a weekly basis. I know sometimes it's not going to happen, but we'll definitely try and keep on top of that for sure. Yeah, for Whereas sure. We week for sure. Or something, um, whenever we've got time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't know what also, I don't know what you want to speak about today. I, think- I don't know, just...
0: First of, all, first of all, like, besides the people that stay up to date with all you YouTube, what's, yeah. what's been happening in, in sort of the life of George recently since, since, so, well, since we last spoke on here, a lot has changed, but what's yeah. happened sort of more recently with yourself? So the, I think the
1: day I actually finished my last show, I moved into my girlfriend's house for a period of time. Her mum's away in Morocco. Um, she's got a house out there, which is quite nice. So I've just taken the position and decided to move in. And I've been up here for about, I don't know, about two and a half months now. Um, Man, I and I'm loving it. it. To be fair, mate, it's been motivating me to move out. Like, I just like having that own, like, it brings back memories when I was at uni, having my own space, own freedom. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong, like, my parents are very kind of lenient with everything I do but you still kind of have to have that basic kind of rules with stuff like you know keeping it tidy, sure. doing things at a particular time but when I'm here I can kind of do things how I want to do it and I I loved that when I was at uni um, and it kind of brings back memories and I think one of my goals going into next year is, is trying to get trying to get out of this place or back home I should say and and moving with the missus hopefully um, but yeah I mean nothing else has changed other than that really still doing my usual you know, walk in the morning, um, training, eating, sleeping, um, and just yeah, enjoying life, which is good, which is the main thing I wanted to do when I finished my show, is just kind of give back to um, my, especially my relationship, because it did go down into the gutters, but now we're we're all back and we're good and we're happier than ever, which is great, which I'm really happy about. Mm.
0: What will yeah, you look for when you move out, do you think you'll look for a flat, or do you think you look for to rent a house, or do you think you look to buy? What I think, I think it would be a flat. In, oh.
1: in total honesty, I don't think I'm. I don't know. It's very hard to say. Um, but I, I do know that I want to move out.
0: That's mm. all
1: I can say. Um, it's just what it's just words at the moment. Um, but hopefully next year, when I kind of sort myself out a little bit, and then I just have that motive to go forward, then I, I will take that step wherever it may be. Yeah, perfect. Not sure yet. Not not fully sure. Uh, but other than that, same old shit, mate. Same old shit.
0: Cool. So I don't think I don't think we've recorded since I've actually been in this place. We must have no. recorded for a long fucking time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I can't um, remember. So yeah, I I moved from Birmingham in August because that's when my tenancy was up. Moved up here with with Danny. So we're, we're just outside of both Rotherham and, and Sheffield. We're not actually in Rotherham. We're not actually in mm. Sheffield. We're in a little small like village outside of. Yeah, it's nice. It's it it's perfect it sort of does does what we need at this moment in time and the rent's incredibly cheap comparative to what i was paying in in birmingham i have a lot more space and have my own office and it's just it's just so much better from from a lifestyle perspective yeah um, obviously training wise is fantastic at UltraFlex. it's just a completely different atmosphere to ultimate like not not hating ultimate because i know a lot of people will listen to this um mm. but it's not it's not the best in terms of atmosphere and, and and literally like everyone that I speak to agrees with me. Um and it's mm. unfortunate because the guys that run it are lovely and they've got they've got a great kit, but great kit with shit atmosphere just doesn't work. Mm. Just doesn't work. It's always dead in there and there's you know, there's very select few people that train their balls off and you'd be lucky if you get in at the same time as someone else that's training their balls off. And when yeah. you go into ultra, like there's always someone like going after it, yeah. whether it's, you know, like a, a young like bikini girl that hasn't even competed yet, but she's training her ass off or whether it's mm. sort of like elite level powerlifter or an IFBB pro, like every, everyone just sort of feeds off each other. So yeah. the people that aren't training hard, like usually grasp the idea of training hard pretty fucking quickly by be, just being there. You know, yeah. so it's just a great place to be. I'm very happy with that. And then, sort of off-season wise I've basically been hovering around about the the same weight for sort of quite a while to be honest but just understanding that I know that with the amount of body fat that I've got I can still provide the energy needed to equate for more muscle mass if I'm progressing in in the gym I don't need to get Mm -hmm. fatter or heavier to to add necessarily more lean tissue and I don't need to get fatter or heavier to to increase my performance really I can just sort of ride this sort of like it's basically a hover between a uh, five pound radius really it goes yeah. up or down by five pounds and i'm just sort of there or thereabouts i'm looking to how also- much how much are you, sorry, much are you weighing now sorry how much are you weighing now this morning i was like 190 dead which is a very low one for me
1: yeah
0: very low say. and that's as a result of the fatigue i dropped off from the deload big time like fuck me I was carrying a lot of a lot of inflammation and uh, I was really interesting with this deload like the one that I just did because it was my first actual deload like proper deload where I just yeah sat at home and I went back back down to, to Brighton I saw my dad and I just sort of I just sort of stayed at home I literally sat on the sofa all day and that feels so bad for me I do not and I know you, you're the same I do yeah. not like doing that so I like, went for a walk down the road like in in, in in between meals just to keep me moving So I found if I ate and just sat I feel, feel awful um, just because I just don't, don't like it and I'm also heavy so any high calorie meal at the moment just doesn't make me feel that great mm. you know we, at the top end of an off season just just food doesn't make you feel that brill. so I actually just completely switched off but before the deload I can't, I can't even tell you like the overreaching symptoms were horrible like so bad it wasn't just wasn't just fatigue in the gym like performance was actually okay performance was fine it was that wasn't my marker it was immense um anxiety and low mood and yeah. resting heart rate through the roof and like one evening legit and i'm happy to say this on the podcast but like i pretty much broke down in tears in front of danny because i i, I just said to her i can't explain why i'm so tired like i just can't and she was like yeah you fucking can You've just like work backwards, like reverse, and try and reverse engineer what, what, why you're so tired. And hmm. then I worked it out, like the fact that I've not actually had a proper deload, apart from you know when I went to Scotland and when I went to New York, just took four days off, just because I was traveling. So my body was just very beaten up, not just like physically from the sessions, but mentally from the check-ins, the physique updates, yeah. like the constant, like a lot of people that were in there, you know, you know it yourself. Like in between shows we were chatting like a lot and you know as you got later into your diet later into your shows like when you were like sort of more experienced you know you checked in slightly less because you kind of knew what was going to happen but I yeah. had loads of people like hitting their first or their second show so it was like months of speaking to all my clients like <laughs> like every day it mm. was insane it was insane and I uh and I think you know, next time I'll be more prepared for that and I'll know what it's going to feel like because it it was really challenging and it, it drained me a lot more mentally than I thought it would. And I just poured a lot, like a lot, like you saw me at the show is about I poured like a lot of my own emotion into, into you guys. And I really wanted everyone to do exceedingly well. And, and yeah, as much as everyone did, and most people got the results that they wanted. Um, it was, it felt like by the end of the year, like I'd competed about 40 mm. times <laughs> and that's not a good feeling. Like it's no. bad enough getting rid of like the post-show blues when you've competed once. Yeah. You, like when you feel like you've been a part of 20, 30 journeys, you feel fucked. <laughs> you yeah. Feel so, the fucked. Magic. Um, so yeah, I was very, just very, very, very like very emotional, man. I'm not sure why. And you know I think the thought of I think the thought of like uh, that i'm like not not sound like a pussy, but the thought of like Danny going away as well for like six nights was playing in my head because I knew I knew i wouldn't sleep as well, I knew i don't particularly like just like being on my own because i've done that before, like I had spells where my parents went away and I stayed at home and I never liked it, I never slept well, just never really enjoyed it I, i'm a I'm a people person like I like. I like being around people mm-hmm. and I like my space, but I like my space within the environment of other people being there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. of course. Um, so, um, yeah, sleep, sleep recently has been a little trash, but I'm, I'm feeling a lot better since having the days off and basically just, just giving my body a bit of a, a bit of a switch off flip from, uh, from mm. the year as opposed to like the training being massive, the, mo- the main bolus of fatigue. It's been everything else. So, yeah, of course. So, yeah. Um
1: and yeah, I I always just tell you in every check-in that we did I just say keep doing it, keep working hard, keep doing mm-hmm. what you're doing because I know how much work you was putting in, I know kind of how stressful it was, kind of just dealing with like stuff that doesn't need to be dealt with and I I, I know I know exactly what you're on about and I always wanted to just give you that little boost um just to keep going because I know you're doing a, a great job but you know it's all done and dusted now you've you've worked extremely hard now next year or this period of time over Christmas, just focus, you know, on yourself. I know obviously not a hundred percent of yourself, but sure. you can really kind of dial down on everything and set yourself up really well for next year for when you, when you prep. Yeah. Which, um, I'm sure many people listening, including myself are
0: very, very excited for. for mm-hmm. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited as well. I'm super excited to get the calories down a little bit lower because <laughs> it's becoming a little bit of a, I literally was just off a check-in before I did this podcast and it was one of my clients who's in a similar position to me where it's the, the peak end of the gaining phase and the food's getting really tough to get in. And I said to him, I was like, this is where literally the, the switch again has to be flicked between you want to eat to being, you need to eat. It doesn't yeah. become a want anymore. It becomes a job. It becomes what you need to do to progress And then that, that for me is, is an actual quite, quite an uncommon um, switch to be flicked because I've had not had this issue in many other off seasons where my appetite has been the point where I just simply just do not want to eat. And I mean, no meals. I don't want, I don't fancy any meals. And, And I was talking to Cuba about it and he was like, well, you know, you don't really have the time to really do a mini diet unless you want to do a mini diet and then maintain and then diet and i don't like the sound of that because i did it with a few people this year and for some reason this might be an anecdotal thing that people want to take away from the podcast it for some reason the diet before the diet just didn't work with the three people that i did it with i'm not sure why but what seemed to occur in my head was they didn't have enough time in that month or month and a half or even sometimes longer of maintaining after that mini diet before the diet to remove fully the diet fatigue Mm. and then approach the prep, you know, I almost put it in my own head. I was like, how would I feel about doing the diet that I did, you know, about what, four or five months ago when you were at the Southerns. you know, how would I feel about doing that, maintaining then prepping? And I thought, nah, I wouldn't like that at all. Cause I was really feeling it by the end of that mini diet and mate, it takes me, how long did it take you to feel it during prep, like the long, slow prep? Quite a oh, while,
1: right?
0: Yeah, quite a while, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you didn't drop a colossal amount of weight. You dropped a lot of weight for your for your, for your frame, but you didn't yeah. drop a crazy amount of weight. So no, compared to others, no. I only dropped like 25 pounds, something like that. Exactly, <laughs> that's crazy. I'm going to have to drop 40. But, yeah, you know, the, the thing is, I just I just saw it not working. Like, I put it in my mm-hmm. own head, and I even discussed it with Danny. I was like, should, should I so i pull back and then you know get down to like 180 and then do it from there i was like no 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 let's just stick true to to what has worked for a lot of people and what's always worked for me which is it's give myself plenty of time so i'm going to yep. probably start literally at the beginning of february which will give me over 30 weeks into the first qualifier you know give me plenty of time and just do it very very long and slow and and hopefully by 6 to 7 weeks out will be the point point where i feel like actually start to feel like okay i'm really really like starting to feel like I'm dieting now and of course like at some point I'm going to feel like I'm dieting within that you know 20 period 20 week period mm. um, but I I would like to think that it would take a little bit longer for me to feel like that doing it slow and steady as opposed mm. to doing the mini diet and then having to sort of maintain and then going back down so um, yeah we'll see.
1: I also I also think we've you do, with how people respond to mini cut, well, after a mini cut is important as well because some people, how can I word this? You might find that I, I would rather start off with, with have you know the highest amount of food as possible and take my time coming down. But some people finish a mini cut, you can drop their food really, really low and they won't respond to it. They won't respond to it. Like yeah. you've dropped their calories super, super low and their body weight is not budging. You go into a maintenance phase then what do you do after that? You've played with so many tools already that you're getting to a point now where they need to still pull more off yeah. that you're going to be have to really dig in them deep to get to get that extra you know, five pounds or whatever off that needs to come. And sometimes that that's, that's not a good way of doing things. I would rather gradually, like for example, when I started, I was on like what, 600 gram of carbs, just eating under 4,000 calories, doing 2,000 steps each day. And we had so many tools to play with. Um, and as soon as we dropped food, as soon as we input in and put a little bit output in you know I came down we don't want to start off with someone who's already done like a mini cut and with mini cuts I would implement some sort of CV work just to kind of get it off and I just think I don't know I just like implementing a little bit of CV work you're already playing with your tools and then we're going to get to a point of where right we're doing cardio four times a week we're in 200 gram of carbs each day of course we can pull down food but it's going to get to a point where you're going to be on like 50 gram of carbs a day just to try and get the weight off and yeah it's not after a while. It's just
0: you're just gonna bury yourself, in my opinion. Yeah, um, so yeah I agree. I and that that scenario is, funnily enough, exactly what happened with those people that I did the diet before the diet with. They ended yes. up with with not enough left to really keep pulling. The cardio yes. was super high. Food was low. Hunger was super super high, and they all came yes. from periods in their off season when they were on plenty of food, low appetite. And I was like, you know, let's, let's, let's do this sort of diet before the diet thing, which everyone seems to epitomize at the moment. Um, and then it just didn't pay off. Luckily, it was only a select few that I did that with. But I was like, you know, I admitted, I was like, this was the wrong decision. Yeah, We did this wrong, you know. So, but we learn lessons. And uh, I think that's, you know, it's an important part of coaching is learning where you've made, uh, made the mistakes and just fix yeah, them of course the next time and i think there's there's certain individuals that can definitely get away with it but but most can't and i I definitely agree that getting out of the gate fast in terms of the the fat loss at the front end of the prep is something you you should do sort of across the board so for me i'll be losing a little faster at the front than it is at the end but that doesn't mean that i'll just do like a mini diet and really because a mini diet essentially is is slashing the calories very low you know like mine yeah diet was down to you know, two thousand on a training day and an eighteen hundred on an on an off, and I don't expect my calories to even get that low at the end of prep. To be honest, mm. um I'd like to hope that they wouldn't get any lower than two thousand three hundred, two thousand four hundred. That would be that would be the lowest yeah. I'd love them to get, but the hunger will still be ridiculous on those calories, regardless of how low they yeah. get. You know, yeah, for sure. I think I was similar as
1: well. I think we we finished. Um, I think the lowest I ever went was like two thousand three hundred, something like that. Yeah. Um, it was. About, yeah. I didn't go below two thousand at all, um, yeah. which was quite lucky. But you know, like like you said, you know, still never going to satisfy you. <laughs> um, you're still going to pile in the veg, your kilo of water, in your oats and stuff like that. It's never going to satisfy you at all. Exactly. It's
0: it's always going to be the same. It's always going to be the same sort of level of hunger, whether you're fucking three thousand calorie dieter or a Two thousand calorie diet, so the only thing that, that benefits you when you 're on higher calories is the psychological approach is like you look at a bowl of food and you 've got a, got more in it as opposed mm. to having a lot less um, and that can sometimes help but it can sometimes hinder people as well Is like well, why am I eating so much and i 'm still ravenous doesn 't make sense yeah um, sure.
1: I, I think it, in those situations, I would really kind of just to learn to appreciate the appetite is there because you don 't want to be in your position right now, and no disrespect to you where you fucking hate food. You know, yeah. like me, I, I right now, I, my food focus is still really, really, I'm like 11 weeks post show or whatever. I'm still, you know, raving and still thinking about food, but I have learned to kind of almost just appreciate and accept that it's there and it's good because yeah. I don't want to get to a point where you are, where you fucking hate food and you have to blend it up to, to get it in. I don't want to be at that point.
0: No, it's not, it's not fun. It's not fun. It's so just, just learn
1: just, to appreciate it.
0: It's which I would say, you know, there's the suckish parts of every single phase. You know, like yeah. that, that bit where, you know, like you're thinking about food all the time and, you know, you are almost clock watching a little bit until, until you can eat again. I don't like that. You know, I don't like that stage of dieting either, because both are interruptive to what we do. Like eating a meal for me takes a lot of time and that's time away from doing check ins or work, or whatever. And when your issue now is that thing about food takes away focus and focus is what you need for your job. And, you know, I think the, the middle ground is that sort of midway point in prep where you've got a nice bit of hunger. You know, you look a lot better aesthetically. So, you're, you know, body confidence is much, 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 much higher. And, you know, you're not ravenous to the point where you can't focus. And that's perfect. I'm really looking forward to that bit. because I generally, like, I love that bit of prep. Yeah. Um, but and, and you're strong as well. You know, you're like still strong in the gym. But, yeah, um, and I'm also not looking forward to to, to to losing losing strength. That's something that I'm genuinely not looking forward to. And I think that's mm. something that, that, that people should really consider if you are looking to, to do a prep, is that are you happy with your current levels of strength? Because if you're not, they're only going to get a lot worse during your prep and you're going to be looking around in the gym still doing that sort of comparison as to why I'm not lifting this or that. Um, yeah. And I don't plan on getting a lot weaker, but... I'm going to get, I'm going to get somewhat weaker on some movements. It's just a given.
1: Mm. I think sometimes in the, in those moments, I just like, like I always say, it's going to be a phase. I, I, that's what I thought about when I was dieting down and, and movements were regressing. I was just remembering that it's just going to be a phase. It will come back eventually. Of course, right now, not everything has came back to peak strength, but it's slowly getting back up there. Um, and, and sometimes as well, like I think sometimes it's, it's, it's best to be smarter about it instead of me doing like, for example, um, a standing barbell OHP and all I can feel was just it burying my joints and making me feel shit, just rotate mm-hmm. it out and put something in there, which is going to prevent you from being disheartened about, you know, you losing reps on a barbell OHP because at the end of the day, that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and that's something which we did, we started taking out the, the barbell OHP and I, I did like a, um, I think it was like a hammer strength variation and, yeah. and just that, that change, really helped my mental state it stopped me focusing on like oh my god my barbell hp is shite it's going down whereas i could just focus on just what i needed to do and get in and get out sort of thing um yeah. so so yeah i think exercise choices are, are very important in those phases and just just learning to
0: accept that it's just going to be a phase yeah um i think for me it's going to be like the squat is going to be something that will at some point have to go and yeah but it's lucky you know i said to vicky who i trained with Yesterday I said, you know, when the squat doesn't feel good anymore, I've got so many fucking options. Like I've got a squat machine. I've got a V squat. I've got a hack squat, which is good. I've got a pendulum. You know, I've got so many damn options. It's like, I'm blessed. Like in my previous gym where I did my whole, pretty much most of my 2017 prep underground, we had a, you know, the squat racks, an awful leg press, Star Trek leg press—if you ever used it—horrendous yeah. piece of kit. And then the the Star Trek hack, which you know you've you've tried that. It's, it's okay, but it's it's not it's not great. Yeah. Um, certainly not a Cybex, and it's not an Atlantis hack swap Yeah, it's um, it's it's something, and that's what I had to rotate it to. And then by the end, it was I was in this sort of similar position as you were, where I needed a different environment to get me motivated. I couldn't. I could, like, as much as I love training I just couldn't go into the same place all the time and get the same focus yeah. um so I had yeah. to like go to go to fits and then go to underground on saturday and just like switch it up a little bit um which I don't think is a bad thing I think it's only a bad thing when you start just switching it up a bit and also in, involving that in not logging anything <laughs> mm. then you don't have a logbook anymore and it's just funny like i see a lot of pros doing that like i saw on like no no hate to james like i fucking love him he's a great bodybuilder but i saw in his recent like leg like david he was like on my final few weeks of prep i was just like you know picking and choosing what i was doing and i was like well, why what mm-hmm. <laughs> why yeah. when you've done your whole prep with a structured logbook and you know you grow so much mm-hmm. on a structured logbook why would you just go in and just pick and choose like I don't know, man. But you know, I'm only a skinny natural, so I can't. I can't have an opinion (laughs) on that. I agree.
1: So, so, what's your plans from now till February? Then, what, what, what's your main focus moving forward? Like, are you going to push up a little bit more? You're just going to hold it, uh, or are you going to set set yourself up in terms of like programming for when you start in February? What, what's your, what's your main focus going for the next couple of months?
0: Sure. So. On a programming perspective, that's a very easy answer because I doubt much will change initially. Yeah. Not much will change really at all. It would just be like monitoring whether I'm still recovering as, as well as I am now. And actually, to be honest, George, I, I think I might recover better at the start of prep just because I might be a little I'm bit fitter. Sure. Um, I think sleep efficiency is going to go through the roof because I know I'm not sleeping good because of the food. Like yeah. I go to bed with a full belly and I I can't, I can't stop that. Like I've tried eating two hours before bed and I'm still full going to bed. So I know that I'm losing some sleep efficiency. My deep sleep has gone down since uh, looking at the you know looking at the data since I was you – because know, I got my Apple Watch when I was doing that mini cut. And that yeah. mini cut was probably like where my sleep was – even though I was getting up really early, my sleep was probably the best because I'd just hit the bed and go to bed. And now I'm like awake longer before I actually head to bed and I'm getting tempted to stay up later and do more programming. So I think actually recovery will be a bit better. So volume will probably stay the same at the start in terms of programming in terms of body weight wise. I don't think I'm going to push up any more than like if, so for example, like this, obviously this morning's weighing was, a much lighter one I don't even know how that was so light because I ate the world yesterday and I, I just don't understand how that was lighter um apart from obviously what I aforementioned with the the load, which I think is the main reason actually to be honest taking that back yeah so um because I did drop like a lot of a lot of inflammation um but yeah so yeah um I think that if I was to go for a, like a maximum threshold it would be no heavier than 200 pounds yeah. Because I've been, so I've been like one ninety, 190, one ninety six, one ninety seven is a normal weigh in for me at the moment. So I could mm-hmm. quite easily like just shove a few pizzas down me and get a two hundred pound weigh in if I really wanted to. But it, what's mm. the point? So I always, always say like,
1: when you're gaining body weight, is that additional body weight you're adding going to provide you a benefit? So in my oh, case, yeah. right now, every pound that I'm gaining is providing a benefit. So oh, it whether is. it's how I recover, how I feel, yeah. the performance in the gym it's providing a benefit and I know that I'm going to get to a point where I'm just gain going to start gaining and it's, and it's not going to provide any benefit. It's not yeah. going to provide any at all. That's when you might need to maintain or pull back a little bit. Mm. Uh, but for you, I, right now, I just think, especially when you're looking to prep, I just don't think gaining that, that extra bit of weight that you're going to gain is, is just going to be all hassle getting it off, mate. And yeah, yeah. During prep, you know, you don't want to, especially when you're, Rushing and stuff like that, trying to get like, especially now we're in a weight category. Mm. You don't want to be rushing about and stuff like that, you know. You don't you want to be kind of just ready, and, and just get get into things, you know. Yeah, you don't want to be doing
0: that type of stuff. I Might I will be pissed if I have to rush, to be honest, because I shouldn't. Yeah, I've spent two years in an off season. And I shouldn't be setting myself up to have to rush. Like mm. a rushing is the last thing I want to be doing. Um, yeah, I think I said to myself. I know I can lose 40 pounds in one shot. I know that's the upper end of what I would like to do in one shot, but mm. I know I can do it if my goal is to be 154 when the time's right. Now, the thing is I could do the very last qualifier and that would put me two weeks out from the finals. And that yeah. would give me a long, long time to get to 154. So if I'm not 154 by the target initial target show, which is the Northern, um, then I'll then I'll wait until the heart thing and I'll, I'll do that and then I'll be even closer to the finals. Um, yeah. The other the other thing that Ben Howard actually mentioned to me was the idea of just basically just if I'm not one five four, just trying to get the British qualification and just doing the middles. Um, he seemed to think that that would still be an option, but I think one that's a risk um, because there's some fucking awesome middleweight Bollywooders out there. Um, yeah, for sure. And I'd be right at the bottom, right at the bottom. I'd be probably very close to one five four to be like feeling comfortable getting on stage.
1: Mm.
0: And I, I also think that I want to win a qualifier, and I want to actually have a shot. uh, It scares, scares me saying it, but I want to. I would like to look like challenge in an overall lineup. I want to be like a kind of standout physique in an mm. overall lineup where there'd have to be a really good heavyweight to try and beat me. Um, yeah. A really good middleweight to try and beat me. Like I think as a, it, cause obviously a, mid, a, a like an overall lineup isn't judged on who best suits their class. It's not that it's like, it's who's the best. And then like, mm. usually the, if the heavyweight is in condition, which sometimes doesn't happen, but like let's say came up against Ben Lloyd, for example, there's just no chance of beating him. There's absolutely no chance. chances. Muscularity with balance, with condition, with good proportions, it's just impossible. So I'd happily admit the feat to something like that. But Mm. there's been other heavyweights, which I've looked at and I've thought, "Mm, like, you know, you've got to get out of jail free card with that overall, because the middle and the the lightweight weren't that good. And then I've seen other middleweights, which, kind of got the overall because the heavy was awful and the light wasn't that yeah. good. So if I get the right setup and I am a as good as I hope I will be, then that's mm. another thing that I'd love to do. Um but that's again like a long term goal. But to be honest, like with the with the end goal being to try and win the British as a lightweight and go to Worlds and try and, you know, compete for my my, my pro card at Worlds, which I doubt I'll get it at the British unless they offered it to all classes, which I don't think they will. um, Then I wouldn't mind trying to have that goal of trying to at least have that goal in my head of trying to get an overall in a show, because if I did end up getting a pro card, then the next step is to compete as a pro. And then I don't get the chance of being an amateur anymore. So I think also what I need to realize is that if I don't win the, the pro card, at the end of um, next year it's that it, it's that's not necessarily a bad thing because i can have plenty more years an amateur if i need them to to get that in goal and it might take it might take you know another couple of years and i'm not gonna yeah i'm not gonna beat myself up if i don't because i've seen what happens when that doesn't go to plan like um blessing like it, it won't mind me mentioning but like you know jack Richardson had that goal of winning juniors like just literally like embedded into his brain. Like, he was yeah. like, he can't not win it. So, and it was also my poor foresight as a coach. I think like I should have really given him a bit more of a, not, not that he didn't have an action plan post prep. He, he had one, but like a, yeah. more of a, a pre-planned approach to his mindset if he didn't win it. Because mm. we never really discussed that because I was so into him winning it. I never yeah. really launched ever because I also thought that if I did mention it, it would make him think that I didn't believe that he could do it. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So there's a fine balance as a coach in terms of predicting whether someone should be told like the backup plan or you know, how you're going to feel if it doesn't go to plan or whatever. Um, mm. It's like with Grace as well. Like Grace wanted to win a British title and I never really talked about her not winning one. <laughs> yeah. I just talked about her winning one all the time. Um, yeah. So with myself, I've tried to think about what I'll feel like if I don't get what I want, but I've also mm. just not really tried to think about it that much. I've just always told myself what the goal is, and um, I know that if I give it everything and I'm and I'm and I'm there in shape and I've hold on to a good amount of muscle, I can definitely be be up there to give it a good old battle. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think, I, I think it, my top, in my in my case, I think.
1: I'm actually sort of glad that I didn't win anything this year. Of course, I was hoping to. I, you, you know me, after I came off uh, my first show, I cried, didn't I? I remember you was with me. Um, yeah, I know, mate. And I, but, but I'm kind of glad that, I mean, yes, it would have been nice, but I was kind of glad that I didn't win because it's motivated me right now to make sure that next time I do go step on stage that I, I want to fucking win. Because I think if I won it all within my first year competing, I'd be like, oh, kind of what's next? Yeah. almost I, I, I wouldn't know what to do I feel a bit lost yeah but now I have that motivation now I have that goal and now I, I every time I go into the training session I think I don't want to get beaten next time I step on stage I don't want to lose or I, I and especially when I'm working on my weaknesses and stuff like that I'm thinking I don't want this to be a weakness next time I step on stage and that's really helped me um kind of motivate me to keep doing what I'm doing the fact that I didn't win anything this year. Um, and I was I was hoping to. I thought I really had to, like, especially my last shot. I thought I was going to win that uh, lightweight uh, class at the uh, Northern Um, and I was fucking gut, but that made that that motivated me even more. And then when I saw him at the finals, the guy's that won, I was like thinking, fuck, I could have, you know, I'd have been in the top five in the lightweights, yeah, uh, um, this year. Um, so yeah, it's, it's motivated me, you know, not winning anything this year to. to
0: to make sure that next time I do go on stage I I, I win. Um so yeah, definitely you, you you've shown your potential, mate, because half the potential of being a bodybuilder is whether you can get in condition or not. Because it's one of the hardest tasks of diet of, of, get, of getting to us to, to the stage is is getting there in shape. Yeah. So many people can't do it. But you can. But, you know, you, you've shown that you absolutely can. I've got a question for you. This is this is a deep So in terms of my
1: from, from a coaching standpoint, from your coaching standpoint, what do you think you could have done better
0: in terms of my prep? Sure. So I think the most obvious one is knowing when you're at your best. Yeah. Because I didn't know where your best was, I had to imagine that there was more left when then perhaps yeah. wasn't, which I mm-hmm. think is a lot of the issue when people go to different coaches for different preps is that – as an athlete you always want more so regardless of whether you know that you've probably hit your best you're always going to say i'd like this leaner or that leaner and then when the coach listens and drives the calories down more or continues the deficit it's just up to you now to sit in sit in the seat that you've created for yourself and fasten the fucking seatbelt because Mm. you've now decided the pushing is the option so for you we have a Google album laden with photos of when you probably looked your best and when you looked like fucking awful. (laughs) Yeah. And we know exactly what happened because we've got it all on, on data sheets of when it all went awful. So we know like I can categorically say when you next prep, whether it's 2021, 2022, whenever it is, you will look so much fucking better than you did at any of your shows because you Mm. should have competed probably four to six weeks before you even stepped on stage. Mm. That's the reality Agreed. of it. Yeah. You know? I look back through photos now and I think, Christ, I was looking like
1: that four, six weeks out and everyone's telling me, uh-huh. you, George, you're too lean. And I know we they were, were fucking like, fuck right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, I've ever seen, i was like, fuck these guys. They got, no, they don't have a clue. Uh, but they yeah, were at, right. start,
0: at the start when, you know, when you were at mine in Birmingham and people were saying you were too lean, like I was like, you know, come on now. Like, you know, you weren't actually too lean at that point. You were, you were probably about bang on track. What yeah. should have happened is when, when you came in, when you were coming in fast, coming in hot, we should have mm-hmm. thought, right, okay, this is a good look. Let's hold this now rather than thinking shit. Okay. That's, um, you know, let's push a little bit more. Let's see if we can get the hams in a bit more, the glutes. And I think ultimately you have to, you have to push it all the way to see what happens. And that's what a lot of people never do. Like, mate, a lot of people never see one glute striation. They're like, oh my back's a bit flat. Better fill up. <laughs> and just keep feeding up, keep doing refeeds or high days or cheats yeah. or whatever. They never actually see true condition. So the fact that in your rookie season we took it all off. Like that's that's essentially like the box ticked. Um, okay. and um and now all we need to do is just bring that polished best look to the stage. And that's not that's not just gonna be my job. You know that's gonna be a lot of your job as well because you know that involves, you know, following the plan. <laughs> because um <laughs> yeah. even mate, even in a in a year's time or two years time, I promise you you'll still want to do five thousand more steps than you're meant to be doing. And yeah. you know, like but I think the you know you'll you'll understand when you do that and is that next time when you do that once you'll be like fuck I've made a mistake mm-hmm. and when you did it once this time you thought that maybe it was a good thing and then you did it again and again and again until it became a habit and then it was just mm-hmm. a norm for you to do more than we were planning to um mm-hmm. but yeah I definitely definitely think to think we could have stepped on stage a lot, a lot sooner than we thought yeah for sure um definitely yeah um so
1: I think like what in in terms of what you're based upon obviously what you've seen this year with your clients and stuff like that and my prep, what are you gonna do differently within your prep based upon what you've seen? So for example, you know, with me, I was doing like fifteen thousand, some days I'd do twenty thousand steps. And I know something with, for you, what you did in your previous prep, you did like, you know, you was doing like, tw- I remember you going on the walk in the mornings and you was timing it and you were trying to beat the times. I remember following that and thinking, fuck, he was walking. I was looking at it. I was like, Christ, he walks quick. Don't he? I, was thinking, He's fucking fast, mate. I was watching yeah.
0: Olympic walking videos to get my technique for it. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Seriously. So, like, I was proper into it. I'd blast mm-hmm. that walk. <laughs> and I know that, Um
1: you've mentioned this before, but obviously next time round you're not gonna go above like fifteen thousand steps. What else are you gonna do like based upon maybe your nutritional side? So for me, I think one thing we should have done is is definitely deloaded. Um we didn't deload throughout the (laughs) whole 30 god knows week or hundred percent we should have deloaded. The the first time we did a diet break was
0: what, four weeks out?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So and to be honest,
0: I think the diet break thing wasn't too much of a mistake. Because no. you weren't showing any signs of needing a diet break. Um, I think the deload thing, maybe, yes, I do, I do agree. We probably should have deloaded. But at the end of the day, what was your logbook saying? Like A lot of the time, your logbook wasn't bad. Like You never no. had awful weeks. And it's no. because your training volume was, was appropriately set up. No. Um, and you nailed all other factors of, of, of fatigue and recovery management you know, like all these people that need D loads are probably like being poor with their sleep and being poor with some of their nutrient timing. You nailed everything you had to nail. Um, but yeah, I do agree some, some more fatigue management in your prep in terms of, in terms of my changes. Um, so number one is like as little formal cardio as possible. So trying to keep the prioritization on the weights room and just try and use steps as the main, the main tool for expenditure Um, with calories being so high at the moment i've never had calories this high in my life so i've got a lot of room to to play with and i've also started heavier so i've got a higher bmr than i've ever had in my life because i'm the heaviest What your calories right now sorry to interrupt what are your calories right now on a training day 4200 on a non-training day 3400 um the big change is simply just down to the fact that When I'm not in the gym, I'm burning a lot less calories because I don't move. Um, Not doing any cardio at the moment. I haven't done any formal cardio in a long time. Yes, perhaps, you're right, it may help with my appetite and things like that. But honestly, mate, at the moment, the same boat as you and some of your check-ins where you said, I'm just sore. And a lot of the time, I'm sore. And if Mm. I go and do, for me, if I'm going to go and do cardio, I'll go and do the stairs because it just keeps me going and yeah. I don't like doing the elliptical or the bike the bike gives me the most horrendous quad pump I can't do the yeah. bike um it just keeps me going the stairs so yeah of course you gotta work with the machine haven't you with the yeah. stairs. like you can't slow down on level six yeah because you're gonna fall off sort of thing and then the issue with the the stairs is then the next day the session isn't as good I've noticed the the day after just not doing just no cardio and just going for a walk or something, maybe doing a few more steps going to see some trees or something um, (laughs) or a lake (laughs) (laughs) and uh, like something like that, that feels a lot better than fucking climbing a stair in a gym. So yeah, yeah, as little formal cardio as possible. Um, Also I'm going to use a lot of posing for um, burning calories. That sounds a bit weird but um no, definitely not no way i used to do three four rounds
1: i used to be absolutely but blo- i used to be yeah. holding my head because oh, i was like oh yeah. yeah i was absolutely blowing i was had to yeah. sit down after every round sometimes when i first yeah. started and then obviously you get more efficient yeah
0: and then you could so, do three
1: rounds quite easy yeah exactly
0: so i'm gonna pose i'm gonna hold so i'm gonna hold the poses and mm. like actually time it and, and just increase the time overload the time so there's you know, so many rooms in this house where i can pose Danny's got a huge full length mirror in her office. I've got a full length mirror in this one. So yeah, I've got loads and loads of places to pose and you can pose. If you haven't got that at your house and you're listening, you can pose without a mirror. You can pose anyway, just, just pose, you know, you get your heart rate up regardless of where you do it. So, um, that's another right. one. Yeah. And I think I, I think I t- kind of took that from, I think I kind of took that from John Jewett, maybe the posing one. I'm not sure perhaps I don't know whether he mentioned that or not, but someone I took that from the posing. Um, yeah. um, John Drew, I definitely took the, 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 the really like focus on doing just the walks because it's why I, I started off prep with just the walks. And then I just drip fed in more and more and more and more and more as you want to do more and, more and more. Um, you know, I was doing a lot of stairs by the end of my, my 2017, well, by by the, before the first show I was doing a lot of stairs. Hmm um by the 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 later shows i was doing no stairs was just doing the treadmill walks but at crazy fucking pace like ridiculous pace mate um and ridiculous incline as well so yeah just just trying to keep the expenditure a little lower for as long as possible trying to think like a bodybuilder not like a competitive dieter marathon (laughs) runner fitness freak kind of thing um I think you can get away with that in the early stages of
1: your prep. Like like in my situation, like doing the stairs and stuff like that when I was relatively fatter was, was quite comfortable. I could easily do that. But when it got to a point of where, yeah, I've got shredded glutes now and sitting down is becoming Mm -hmm. awful. Then, like, uh, mate, I wish you saw me what I was doing on the Stairmaster. Like, oh, I knew
0: what you were doing. It was just absolutely insane. But I couldn't stop level. it, really. Once you'd started yeah. doing it, it was kind of like you'd locked yourself in a room and that was what you had to deal with. It just became it became a habit, almost, like, exactly. to, to a point of where if I didn't do it, I'd get anxious, like,
1: nobody's business. I'd be scared for my life, like, thinking, what have I just done? And now I look back and think, fucking dickhead. What am I doing?
0: Yeah. I know, mate. Why am I pacing
1: I about doing that
0: shit? We live in learn. So, yeah, um... Definitely. Yeah, that's one of. Them. I think also one of my main goals is just to keep my relationship good. Um, I know that you know you obviously had issues with yourself with that one, so I just want to make sure I don't, don't fuck anything up because you know I, I it's obvious to everyone that sees from the outside I care about Danielle a uh, fuckload, and you know yeah. we've, we've essentially got a got more. It's more than a relationship. Uh, we've got a, a kind of like a life together yeah. in my eyes. You know, so um, it's it's a lot more than just like she's my girlfriend. Like I see myself being with her for a long, long time, so I've got to got to look after that because that's important. But she will be prepping as well, which will make it a lot more efficient on that front. But she's doing earlier shows, so it kind of worked quite hand in hand because by the time um, by the time she's done, I'll be in my sort of. This is shit phase. So, yeah. um, she's she's aiming to do, like, be pretty much finished by the time I'm starting. So, oh, well. by the time my first show is on, she should be yeah. done. Um, okay. But we'll see, because um, yeah, she doesn't know whether she'll be able to get completely lean yet because of the few issues she's had recently. But mm. um, I'm 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 confident she will. So, I've are you still
1: planning? It. Are you still planning to get the uh, dog? i know that you mentioned that you mm. were looking to that yeah, would definitely dog,
0: help with prep the the dog is the dog is being picked up on the 23rd oh, really? of december so wow like a dog isn't for christmas by the way guys so it's not a <laughs> it a dog isn't for christmas it's for life you know that's not yeah, isn't that not our pca thing or something um but it's not like so um yeah very very excited it's going to be a a yellow labrador going to be called Barney. Nice. Barney so, like um, I'm excited I'm very excited we're going to see you said I said to Danny we're going to see me and Danny getting smaller and Barney's going to be hypertrophying all over the fucking shots because he will be getting a big fast like they yeah. don't they don't. They don't stay small and cute. They stay. Uh, they they get big pretty quick, and then they're a mm. big fucking thing and around the place. So yeah, and then they'll be walking you when you get lean. And oh, tell me about legs. it. They'll be dragging me all they'll over. Be taking you for a walk. Yeah,
1: that happened to me. I was fucking awful. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, that that would definitely help with getting in the step. Like sometimes I take the dog for a walk in the morning, and obviously with big dogs like that, they need walking a lot you have yeah. to take them they can't just walk around the block no. and by the time I get back sometimes I'm like Christ I've done 7,000 steps and I'm like wow where'd that come from I thought I did a couple of thousand there um, yeah. so that would
0: definitely definitely help yeah, yeah. it will right definitely sure. definitely help but also gotta be mindful of mindful of uh, spending my arse off um, oh I'll go for another walk or another walk another walk. because yeah. he'll always want to go for a walk and then I'll be like oh, Barney paused like, <laughs> <laughs> off my quads <laughs> <laughs> no bloody quads left <laughs> um, but yeah how long have we been recording for how long I was
1: thinking if we got, yeah how long I was thinking if we can get some questions in at the end because we always used to do the old little question things
0: yeah um, definitely yeah. do a few questions I don't actually know how long because it doesn't show yeah um, I was going to say and also I think I'm limited to 40 minutes So well, um, we've been going longer than 40 minutes I swear I thought we have definitely been going longer than four minutes. I mean, it yeah. still says it's recording, so fucking hopefully it's still recording. I might have, like, managed <laughs> to snag my way around getting a, I don't know, like an extended thing. I fuck knows. But let's do some questions and see what happens. Um, oh, Christ. Um, I've been on one of these calls before. It's meant to do a countdown when you're, like, close to your limit. That was it? They used to do that on
1: Instagram. Like, you used to get, like, a, when you used to do a live for an hour, they'd get a little countdown. And, yes. uh to tell you when you've got like a minute left and you're like fuck i've got a minute left bye guys
0: yeah um i've got, I've got had some... a few questions on the same thing so I'll, I'll just cover it straight away um a lot of people are asking why is george doing so many exercises that i don't agree with <laughs> like loads of people are wondering why you're doing the barbell OHp, hp and i said in my story that it wasn't wasn't that much of an effective exercise we were literally having a discussion in in the group today <laughs> weren't we
1: yeah yeah and i was sit there debating it thinking oh should i be doing a standing barber <laughs> hp or should i go to seated now
0: and i'm generally thinking about going seated <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> i so try it i think my answer on that one is that you had a select few movements that you really wanted to get strong at in this mm. phase and a lot of the time like no don't get me wrong i'm going to be quick to encourage someone if i think something is completely negate like completely non-negotiable in terms of being a poor exercise i'll just be like okay, this doesn't fit you it doesn't look good it doesn't feel yeah. which is kind of what i'm maybe earing towards with your back squat because i saw it the other day and i was like it's looking all right but it's looking like still something that just doesn't suit you that well um mm. and i know it's never felt that brilliant for you so it's no, like it's something that i'm e- eking towards but that's that's the importance of you know like training footage for a coach is that you know whilst the Barbell OHP isn't probably the best exercise and it probably isn't the best exercise for adults. Um, if someone really loves doing the OHP, yeah, really want to get strong at it or they're very limited in terms of equipment. Um, sometimes it can be an okay variation. Um, but, um, there's not really one exercise that I just think, Oh, you you just mustn't do this exercise. It's just not, not not like that. But it, um, a lot of the time, when you're driving up performance, preference does really play such a pivotal role. If you don't look forward to that lift, you're not going to put all your eggs in one basket and try and progress yeah, it. Um, but As a,
1: why I do, do, coach- <laughs>
0: hmm. yeah. do coaching-wise? I actually get people to give
1: me a, a list of the exercises they enjoy. I hmm. mean, that's important. Like To adhere to any plan at all, you have to do something that you enjoy. Yeah. Um, hence why I always ask clients, what do you enjoy doing in the gym? Like they jo- enjoy doing barbell bench press, but they hate doing like flat dumbbell press. I'm gonna program a like barbell bench press and see how they do it, of course, and then make a decision from there. But of course, you know, to adhere to a plan. Like, I really don't get me wrong when the barbell OHP especially standard when that when i get like an extra two reps like i got the other week i that made the session that was a 10 out of 10 for me yeah because i love doing the exercise but
0: when it's shit it is shit yeah you herni- think- herniate herniate a lower back disc don't yeah, you literally literally worth it, sometimes yeah. like that <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it um
1: most i've got one most embarrassing moment in the gym or on stage George, I know your
0: most embarrassing moment in the gym is when you sh- shat yourself on the leg press. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've done that. But on stage, <laughs> on stage, yeah, I've
1: got one on stage. When they say, when the music plays, it's pose down. Yeah. But what I've done before is, <laughs> um, I've posed down before the music started. Like, they tell you, wait for the music to start. And he goes, I pose down. And but, I start posing, the music's not playing. <laughs> That's embarrassing, that. When people look at <gasps> I think God knows what people are thinking. <laughs> I remember that I did that once I was like you twat yeah. like, he to, I remember him saying when the music plays pose down and <laughs> and he said pose down and I started doing it you then just, the music came on and I was a little bit early down. but no I've not had anything like, I don't remember seeing people. that what show was that? I think that was the oh I can't, I think that was the Northern I think that's the final one oh, uh, okay. Or was it the, I can't remember but I remember doing it and feeling like a bit of a twat um, but well <laughs> Have you had any embarrassing moments on the stage? Any kind of bollock falling out? Or I haven't had a bollock fall out. No, They're not big <laughs> enough. Um, no, when you're in a moment, mate, all of it
0: shrivels up when you're on that stage. Yeah. I tell you, sort of, sort of like you, you tuck it in in a specific way so it just doesn't it can't fall. Yeah. And you, <laughs> you double check it, you triple check it, and so um, yep. no, I, I don't really think I've had an embarrassing. Oh, maybe I think I look back at it and it wasn't embarrassing at the time but it, I look back at it now and I'm like fucking hell why did you do that it's like the BMF Midlands when I, I slapped my ass um, oh yeah yeah I'll oh, see I the video just, like, like, I look back at it now and I'm like well, that is the funniest <laughs> thing like, why I shouldn't have even won that show because the judges should have thought what a fucking cunt because <laughs> <walked down. laughs> that was like I hit a rear double for those that haven't seen it just search my bmbf midlands show there just hit a rear double bicep and i i slapped my like left left buttock. and then at the finals as well actually that's probably a little bit embarrassing is that i wanted to show my glutes so much at the BNBF finals that i'd like ridden my trunks like i basically turned them to like the sluttiest dong you could find <laughs> and ridden them up my ass and like they literally announced like the head judge with the microphone said like pull your trunks out your ass and said to AJ pull your trunks out your ass. So I had to sort of like sort them out mid pose and cover my glutes a little bit more because they could probably see like up the inus. Mm. I used to tuck mine in
1: a little bit, I did. Um just so I could show off the glutes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, show yeah, off yeah, the um edge. El- <laughs> <laughs> um, have I got any other questions? Uh Oh God! What is the biggest challenge you've ever faced, Ryan, mate? That is a. Uh... Oh, Ryan, I
0: don't even know.
1: Ryan with that challenge. fitness life, Ryan. Christ, <laughs> I ain't got Scooby, you
0: know. Fuck. It. I mean, I kind of want to stay on a positive now. I could go down yeah. an emotional route, but I don't really want to discuss that. I want to be on a positive. So yeah,
1: let's I don't be know. Maybe
0: like. <laughs> I don't really right now, you your biggest challenge is eating your food right now it's, the, it's eating the food and then also it's the food coming out the other end sometimes <laughs> like the digestion is just so bad that it's like it's either multiple frequency of bowel movements or you know i'm like when it's go, when is it going to come like when, when is it going to turn up and then a bit like you on the dog walk the other week like i'm like running off to the toilet um, yeah that's your big oh, yeah. what's your it isn't yours like going on a dog walk and (laughs) and realizing Uh, you know you've got to return return to base yeah
1: mine mine is just all of a sudden (laughs) right now it just can't see like i'm walking fine everything's fine all of a sudden the urge comes and you're like oh my god all of you get nervous you kind of get tingly you can't focus on anything but kind of trying to keep it in you have to i I literally when it happened i'd switch off my music couldn't focus on anything else i'm running with the dog people were looking at me thinking why is this what is that, something happened is he rushing home I'm. I, yeah it's not that one good but at least i know it's coming out
0: too much, too much, you, <laughs> i went for
1: a stage i went for a stage on prep where i didn't go for like three or four days
0: but now it's not every day which is good <laughs> oh, i hate that as well because it screws your head with the weigh-ins as well you're like i must yeah. be heavier because i'm holding like four four poos
1: literally <sighs> literally not good um so that, that's my biggest challenge at the moment is
0: actually trying to hold in the poo when it comes on a walk genie <laughs> Jeannie asked you about how did you first feel initially seeing your face get fatter in off season
1: um
0: I, yeah obviously i was a little bit disheartened
1: i think for sure uh because i look back i sometimes because i have conversation with people on instagram and dms and obviously they're applied to some of your stories and sometimes it could be like when i was during prep when i was really really lean in the face and I look now. I think I that too. Christ! I look back at the old ones. I think I look so good there. And now I look like a fat, bloated mess. But like, like, like I've I, I've said before, it's just flicking the switch now. And I, I, although yes, I mean I'm not, I don't feel as good looking as what I was. I mean I'm not here to impress it when I've got a misses, so that doesn't bother me at all. But just flicking the switch, just thinking about now, what is this weight going to do to my performance in the gym? How I'm going to feel? How I'm going to recover? Um, and that's kind of what I think about instead of oh my god my face is getting fat All right yeah it don't, don't really bother me too much at first it did but you kind of just get over it same with like when you finish your show and you overeat then the next day you do more cardio more steps to kind of compensate or you do more steps on the same day after a while you kind of get a little bit bored of it like yeah. you get bored of kind of just yo-yoing and eating more food and thinking fucking I need to do an extra 10,000 steps when you just really don't um but yeah just you just get bored I think um I agree uh what one else what else have I got low intensity cardio in a deload or just steps just steps Jason my friend I yeah, would or, yeah 100%. no cardio um R A R training. That's always put. (laughs) Cool. Good
0: question. Answer. (laughs) Not a fan. No, not a fan. Incorrect. Incorrect modality. Hmm.
1: I always get those questions about like transitioning into a surplus, and they give me kind of I'm five foot this, sixty five kilo. I fucking hate those questions. Sorry,
0: mate. Four foot nine, eating eighty four (laughs) calories. Um. I hate the injury ones as well. The uh,
1: the ones which people message me, DM me about, like I've got a, a broken wrist. How can I still train? broke I'm thinking, you're asking just someone who makes YouTube videos, mate, and just fucking <laughs> don't know. Uh, John asks, how many times, how many, t- how how many times has AJ seen Georgie Boy's old pecker? <laughs> <laughs> Probably at, be. Least, at least four. Yeah, at least four times. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, (laughs) you've been right by it. You've brushed it a few times. Right by the the old pecker. He calls it. I'm gonna Um, start calling it uh, your old pecker. (laughs) (laughs) One more from me. Will does the quality and timing of pre and post workout meal matter less during a bulk versus a cut? I think it's way more important in the dieting phase than it is when you're in a calorie
0: surface. Absolutely. That's your answer, mate. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, although the timing still does matter a lot when you're at a peak end of a go- gaining phase because if you eat too close, you're, you're fucked, you're ruined, your session is game over because, you know, if, like let's say my training time and I've got a training partner is one and yeah. I eat at half twelve. I'm screwed. The session is down the drain because I'll I'll, I'll want to vomit in the first mm. exercise. So you know, mm. still the timing is important. Still the amounts are important. But um, you know, probably less focus on um the actual sort of like the quantity of the meal, etc. Yeah. Because you can eat pretty freely in the pre and post workout window i mean you still want to eat more because you're probably going to be more hungry in those windows but you yeah. you're not um, you're not going to have to place as much of a priority on your you know your carbohydrates as you would when you're prepping or dieting down around mm. the 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 peri the peri workout windows um because you just simply have got so much food you're always going to be relatively glycogen full you're not yeah. re- you're never going to be depleted you know, like when people say and, you know, they're like plus 15 percent body fat and they're going and they're saying they're going hypo all the time. They're, they're really not going hyper whatsoever. They're, they're just, you know, you've got plenty of free flowing glycogen that's not being used unless you're a track athlete. And then maybe you're going hypo because you're using so much of it. But if you're working a desk job, if I was to work, sat down and not eat for the next you know, twelve hours. I'm not suddenly going to go massively hypo. I don't think.
1: Yeah, I tell you a weird old story that I used to do on on prep. Is uh, I've don't I've never told anyone this, so this is exclusive to the podcast. Oh my god! Um, I okay. used to take the dog for a I used to take the dog for a walk, um, and I used to go hypo. Like it only happened. It happened like in the latter stages of of prep. I used to take the dog for a walk and go hypo. Like really, kind of anxious, like nervous, kind yeah. of. The, all the signs of, of of going hypo, but I used to enjoy it. And then it used to give me a, it used to give me a buzz. It used to give me a high. So every time, every time, the exact same time, exact same day, no exact same time, each and every day, I would go and take the dog for a walk because I knew that was when I'd go, I'd have the same meal, same setup, same amount of steps each day. I knew at that particular time I'd go for a walk. I used to go, go hypo and get this weird feeling of like shivers, like, but it used
0: to give me some sort of, of feeling that I was addicted to because it was it's kind of like a heart grim, like You go very dizzy and very yeah. sick and feel like you're on a bloody cruise ship mm. when you're like properly hypo. Um, yeah. uh, that's, that's stupid though. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> if, that, it, if
1: I was on gear, that would be dangerous, but... Well,
0: it isn't, it isn't like... If you were using exogenous insulin, you'd have to, you'd have to be doing something really fucking wrong to be able to <laughs> put yourself into such a hyper- hyperglycemic state that you you you'd kill yourself. But it is possible. Mm. Um, yeah. But um, what was else? Oh yeah. So my experiences of going hyper was when I went to, um, when I went to when I went to Worlds. I and then after Worlds, because. I saw Jack Forburn taking them and it was the Matadors like GDA and I'd never tried a oh, GDA yeah. before. So I obviously didn't try it when I was prepping, but then post-show I was like, Oh, was just like I'll add in a GDA and like, see how, you know, see how it is like kind of, uh, it will benefit my off season. So I added it in like almost immediately like post-show and cause I was like absolutely diced and I definitely didn't need to lower my blood sugar anymore. having it with like most of my meals and then when i by the time i finished in boston and went to new york like i was i was legit probably hyper like most of (laughs) most of the day like i i couldn't i couldn't do anything i literally was like dead to the world i couldn't concentrate i could only sit down or lie down because after every meal i felt awful and i just thought this is the, the prep fatigue, like catching up with me or something. And then I remember asking, I think it was, I think at the time it was Alex Kickle. I messaged him on Facebook and I said, Look, like I've introduced a GDA. Do you think that this may be causing me to feel a bit dizzy? The GDAs make you feel <laughs> dizzy because I, yeah. I really know the effect that it had. And he was like, Yeah, you'd be like smashing down your blood sugars and already your blood sugars will be low because you're so lean and you're ramping through glycogen anyway and yeah and then i stopped using it and also i was using a cataclysmic amount of cinnamon on my food so mm-hmm. i was having the the you know the the lowering of blood sugar effect from cinnamon and the matador and i was yeah. legit having cinnamon on every meal mate like on my potatoes so yeah i, know. I was, I was um, not in a good way i was like dizzy all over the food. <laughs> um but i'd never really like Maybe now and again during prep, I'd get a little bit hypo, but only if I spent too long between meals um yeah. I remember when we picked up um the dog that we had at that time we 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 picked him up and I had like we were there way too long and I had like six or seven hours between two meals, and I was really fucked up and even mm. after I ate, I was still fucked up so my my biggest advice for people when they're you know prepping next year is have a meal schedule and stick to it because, well, when you're in the dog end, you'll realise that not having a meal schedule will really fuck you up big time. Oh yeah, of course. So, um, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Cool, man. Um, should
1: we, should, I, don't, I don't know how long we'll be going on for. Because we leave it here? Should we stop
0: talking? <laughs> no, no, <laughs>
1: Hang on, should. please. I, I think... <laughs> I think this for now. I think we've we've got plenty. I think, yeah, this is perfect. Uh-huh.
0: I think as long as it's recorded, you know.
1: Yeah, imagine it if it isn't. I'll be fucking pissed off.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too, man. our time. I don't know, yeah. long oh, we've still had a fantastic discussion just yeah about stuff that other people should be hearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh dear. All right, cool. So we'll cap it off here, guys. Thanks very much if you did listen to all of it, and just uh, if you want us to particularly discuss anything else or I feature a podcast on one particular topic, like let no we, we can do jokey topics. We can do serious. I, to be fair, this one was 90% serious to be fair. Yeah. It was we had a like laugh with the questions. It. We? Yeah. So we're off to a very different <laughs> <important> start. <laughs> right. Are you
1: uploading this to um, Spotify? Is it a YouTube thing or
0: I'll put it on. Um, I'm not Spotify. My, my I mean, my sound, my SoundCloud and iTunes. Already link up to Spotify, so it should be on Spotify, YouTube, and iTunes. Yeah. As uh, what's
1: the what's the podcast app? Is that is that different? Is it then? Um, that's no, why I listen to most of my
0: podcast is, is iTunes. Oh, I was it iTunes. Oh, okay. Yes, it's podcast. iTunes. Yeah, it's an app on the um, on yeah. the Apple device. Yeah, I don't know. I just saw podcasts, and I thought, oh,
1: then I chat waffle. Yeah. Ignore me. All right then. Um, but yeah. Thank you, as always um if there's anything that you want to hear or oh, you've already said it in the 'm not I always, i'm always on repeat. I repeat myself so many so many times you probably know that as well stop out. repeating it you've <laughs> already said what needs to be said, just go. <laughs>